This is episode 159 on 21 lessons I learned in 2021. You're tuned into Forever Athlete Radio, where together we go far. I'm your host, Corey Camp, former Division I swimmer, Forever Athlete founder, and your personal flow coach, helping you optimize your life one conversation at a time. It's been one heck of a year, right, for all of us guys. And I wanted to record this episode as I reflect back on the many lessons that life has taught me in 2021 alone. And you already know that we grow further together here, and I'd love to hear your biggest lesson of the year. So either share this episode on social media, tag me at Corey Camp on Instagram, TikTok, all the things, or text me directly at 301-747-0718. And I can't wait to continue to learn from you as well. With that being said, I want to share these in order. We'll dive into each of them a little bit in detail and go from there. So number one, the first thing that I learned this year is that our environment encourages or evaporates our energy. As most of you know, traveling a lot this year personally, moving my life from the East Coast just outside of DC out here to the West Coast and living in LA, my environment has changed a lot and the people that are surrounded me has changed a lot. Been able to spend a lot of that time not only in really dope places, but with dope people and meet new people in that process. I notice what that does to me energetically, how excited that makes me or how drained that makes me on a daily basis. And with that knowledge, really trying to shape my ideal environment, shape my ideal situation and really be cognizant of who I surround myself with and what I'm surrounding myself with in that process. Number two, less is more. A lot of this year has been about cleansing things that have accumulated over the years. That tends to happen when you have to pack up your entire life and put it into a truck and move it across the country. You start to look at things a little bit differently. Do I really need that Speedo that was gifted to me my sophomore year as a practice Speedo? Why am I still holding on to that? I don't need that anymore. It doesn't serve me at this point in my life, and that's okay less is more. Number three, letting go starts with taking ownership. And this can be a really, really tough one, but in order for us to let go of the things that have been affecting us, we must first take ownership of our experience and really own why we are feeling that way in the first place. We can change the life or we can really be the change we need in our life, but we need to recognize that we create our reality. Taking ownership of situations that turned out differently than I expected or wanted them to be has been really challenging for me in my life, but it's been a huge help in moving me forward to where I continually want to go. Number four, surrender doesn't mean to give up. This continually comes up for me, again, as I navigate expectations versus my reality, working on surrendering my expectations while still holding myself accountable to a high standard has been this continually really growth struggle in my life. I have always practiced visualization coming from the sporting world and trying to navigate well, what does visualizing mean to me? And visualizing doesn't have to mean the perfect reality, but what visualizing can do is help me continue to make sure I'm moving towards the direction that I want to go and being open to surrendering to the flow of life. And it doesn't have to match up exactly the way that we 
think it's going to because it let's be honest it never really does right number five pouring from an empty cup never works learning to build my days around the things that fill me up first and foremost before i can pour into those around me like i want to has been critical in just the overall quality of my life and the life of those around me I can be a very, very selfless person at times, dropping everything on a dime to serve those around me that I'm fortunate to be able to serve. And in order to do that effectively and efficiently and in a way that they deserve, I need to make sure that I am filling up my own cup and protecting my own energy first and foremost. And that leads us into number six, which is boundaries only work if we respect them. This goes both for boundaries with myself and those around for those with the people that I create and the things that I have going on around me. Creating boundaries is this fantastic first step, but they need to be upheld to have true power and weight to them for them to actually work. Number seven, let people know what they mean to you. Sending gratitude letters and messages to people who have made an impact in my life has been critical in strengthening not just my relationship with them, but actually strengthening the lens at which I see gratitude and an appreciation for the world around me as a whole. It's been a real game changer this past year. Number eight, doing the work doesn't mean that you won't still get triggered in your life at various points. One of the most frustrating lessons over the year is doing the personal growth work only to get triggered by past emotions, experience, people, or patterns. But that's part of the process. And you truly don't know if you've actually grown unless you get tested, unless you get thrown into the fire and see how you respond. So doing the work is always worth it. and You'll be continually tested along the way. Number nine, grace and space. We can beat ourselves up along that journey for striving for more, right? When those triggering experiences, emotions, people, patterns show up, we can beat ourselves up. I thought I did the work. I thought I was past this. Why am I still here? What? Why does this keep happening to me? Haven't I outgrown this? That's when we need to introduce some grace and some space into our life, knowing when to give ourselves that grace and being aware of just how much space we actually have is key to navigating burnout key to navigating our overall daily energy and really key to surfing the waves of our life. Number 10, there's beauty and the silence. Recently, as some of you might know, I've picked up running without music and really exploring different distances. How far can I go without the music? See, I'm always someone that I love stimulation. I think we all do, right, in today's day and age. But learning to embrace the beauty and the silence Learning to go for a half marathon run without music and key into the cars, the people that I'm passing, my breath, what is going on, and really appreciate this newfound beauty in the stillness, in that silence. Number 11, we can drive different vehicles to get to the same place. We are all trying to get to a very similar place, and the way that we get there might be different for each of us. This year, I've really been blessed to have met a ton of really dope creative people both here in LA and Austin back home in the DC area that really have their own unique style of doing things and what I love most about it is it's empowered me to continue to carve my own unique lane that continues to make me me 
Number 12, friction can be our best friend. Implementing more friction into my life actually to make me less likely to follow through on habits, actions that I've wanted to break away from in the past has been critical in avoiding detrimental, self-destructive behaviors that I've always fallen back to and have been able to break away from. One of which is number 13. Sober can be the most intoxicating experience. I've had social anxiety when in large groups and in years past, I would most likely turn to alcohol to numb the nerves and fit in to conform to the mold and not actually sit in that discomfort. But this year, I chose to be sober. I chose to go the entire year without alcohol, and I created the most intoxicating, fulfilling experiences and relationships that I've ever had in my life because of it, because I was open to just sitting with what was coming up and learn through that and grow through that rather than numbing it out. Number 14, our body keeps a score. We hold on to everything that happens in our life, good and bad. And with this scoreboard in mind, I've learned to hold on to more of the good and let go of the bad, the negative over time. And sometimes it takes more than a second or two to let go of the negative. It's all a process. Healing takes time. Number 15, our breath can be our best friend if we know when to use it. Breathwork has been a major part of my daily practice over the year, and we're not talking about the woo-woo, sit in a drum circle and release your dragon breath type BS, but in a, hey, my heart is racing right now. I am feeling that social anxiety take over. Let me slow it down by just breathing, taking a second to inhale through my nose for four seconds and let go of that feeling of anxiety and stress through my mouth with a six second exhale. It's a great way to activate your parasympathetic nervous system to get you pumping the brakes for a second and really coast in to that experience of just being present in that moment. Number 16, our heart knows the answer. We rarely stop long enough to listen to it. Holding off to make decisions in the past that normally I would have been very impulsive to make by just waiting two beats of my heart longer has shifted me from hurrying to being very hyper-intentional and selective on what I choose to execute on and what I choose to ultimately pause and shelve. It's important to be able to differentiate between this is a great idea and this is my idea that I need to execute on right now. For those of you that maybe also suffer from a little bit of ADD, uh, that shiny object syndrome, take a second to breathe and allow that space for your heart to come into the equation, to really come up and let you know and guide you to where you ultimately should be going. Number 17, relax your shoulders even when the going gets tough. How often do we find ourselves with tense traps and shoulders and holding that tension there whenever we are stressed? Well, when I found myself stressed this past year, and it's especially come up on these longer runs without the music, I've been able to cue into where my shoulders are in relationship to my ears and consciously make this decision to drop them. And it might sound so simple, but this change in our posture can make a major shift in our nervous system and how it perceives what we are doing in front of us. And ironically, the 
the looser I've been able to keep my shoulders, the more I'm able to coast into that flow channel and really ride that out and really lengthen that experience longer and longer each time. Number 18, plants outgrow their pots. It's okay to grow out of containers and environments that you once thrived in. And this really goes back to the beginning of the year. I honestly never saw myself leaving the East Coast. And I'm not sitting here saying that I've outgrown the East Coast, but I think the East Coast has raised me and has provided me a lot of values and a certain perspective on the way I lived my life up until this point. And I love it. It will always be home for me, but I reached a point in time where I needed to be repotted in a new pot and see what's up. What's up with the weather out here? What's up with the energy around me? And how can I continue to grow in maybe a new space? And there's nothing wrong with the old pots that we've grown in and thrived in in the past. Number 19, become a a feedback fiend. What I mean by that is we need feedback to further our experiences. Without it, it's basically like driving with a busted GPS and really living on this prayer that we end up where we want to be. Feedback can be our flashlight to course correcting in real time. It can drive more flow into our life. If we allow it to, we need to be open for it. We need to seek it like a pro. Become a feedback fiend. Number 20, what gets measured gets managed. For the first time in my life, I pretty much calendared everything this year and introduced other systems into my life where I was reviewing that calendar with consistency and measuring the things that I wanted to measure in my life has allowed me to better manage my life in ways that I never thought about before. It only can get managed if you're able to measure it. Number 21, my favorite one here, because it's something that we live by, is we grow further together. It really is bigger than just me. And I'm extremely grateful for the life teammates, the mentors, the coaches, and community we are building here at Forever Athlete. If you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together has been one of my favorite quotes, and it's never been more true than this past year. I wouldn't be sitting where I am today without everyone that supports me and vice versa. So from the bottom of my heart, thank you. If you're listening to this right now, you are one of those people and I appreciate you, seriously. As Forever Athletes, we are always learning and growing, but it's important to remember the best part of not just sports, but life in general is that we play it, right? Every day in your life doesn't have to be so serious all the time. My intention heading into this new year is to continue to play a good game and living a good life in that process. I would love to hear your intention. I appreciate you tuning in today. If you found value in any of these lessons, share them with a friend, a family member, a partner, or a teammate. Because you know, we grow further together after all, and what better way to do that than with those who mean something to you in your life. Thank you for rocking with us here at Forever Athlete Radio this year and really for the years to come. Here's to continued growth together, and I will see you all in 2022.